What's up, guys? You're listening to the Conversing with Chris podcast. Shout out to everybody listening. Uh, Make sure to share, like, uh, subscribe. Everything you guys got to do, you already know the drill. Thanks. What's up, guys? This is the first episode of the Conversing with Chris podcast. Today, we have my friend Sam on uh, talking football, all things football, fantasy, Dallas Cowboys. We have my cousin Nick on. He's going to be talking UFC with you guys. And then we have my friend Jeremy on. He's going to be talking college football at the end of the podcast. So, um, you know, you guys like, share, subscribe, um, leave us comments, whatever you guys think. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Thanks. (laughs) All right. One, two, three, four, five. What's up, guys? You're listening to the Conversing with Chris podcast. This is officially episode number one. So today I am joined by one of my best friends. His name is Sam. Go ahead, and br- go ahead and bring it in, Sam. Tell me who you are. Let me know how we met. And let's just say a few words. Introduce yourself. Cool. Uh, what's up? Once again, the name's Sam. Uh, I've known Chris here since we were Jesus. I guess it's close to 15 years at this point. We were freshmen in high school. Um, yeah, of now I'm pretty much just a bartender with pretty solid knowledge in terms of the NFL and other shit. Kind of just uh, a random dude, but yeah, what's happening? <laughs> what's up, bro? Not a random dude. Anyway, <laughs> so... Okay, I got a few questions for you, just since we're introducing you today. Um, we got some questions, so the first one is going to be, what's your favorite beer? The favorite brew. Hmm. Are we talking in terms of how drunk I want to get, or do I want my beer to taste good? Um, we want to get as faded as possible, yes. We want to get fucked up, well then we're pulling <laughs> out some IPAs. Nah, okay. Not an IPA fan, though. Jesus. Um, gotta say, if I want to get fucked up, I'm just trying to pound beers. So we'll go something light. Like, light, I tend to roll in that direction. Okay. That's that's solid. That's you know, solid. Why not? Um, what about your favorite movie? Movie. Damn. <laughs> Can go in many ways with that one can go like comedy shit and talk about yeah. like I saw it knocked up again the other day and I was like man I do like this movie it's a great movie bro Pineapple Express was another one 40 year old virgin all of those are pretty good uh, I fuck with the action movies of the Marvel universe all I fuck with Doctor Strange quite a bit it's one of my favorites okay um, what's your take on Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber that that's my favorite movie. No, no, just the original one. <laughs> just the original. No one. sequels that's, here. That's yeah. No sequels allowed. I just always remember the stupid ski mask scene. His stupid ski mask. <laughs> just because we use that in our sample for the music, always remember that one. Dude, that movie. Is... Otherwise, it's an absurd movie. But whatever. See, that movie is the best. That's my <laughs> favorite movie, dude. I love that movie. Go back and do do yourself a favor and just go back and watch that movie. And you'll just laugh. I promise you. Just take okay, a let's move on. Uh, favorite thing to eat? Tacos. Can never go away from tacos. Al Pastor, baby. Favorite spot here in El Paso? For Al Pastor tacos, yeah. Shit. Um, either Taco Cuco. Ah, yeah, I probably got to roll with tacos on Google. <laughs> or nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, no. El Cometa's good, but nah, I got I to gotta go with Don Cuco on that one. Okay. I I'm trust just, you on that. I trust yeah, you. Pretty fine. Yeah, I would say you are a certified expert in eating those type of tacos, so I'm going to go with you. Mexicanos. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to – I trust you fully on that one. Okay, so um, favorite musician, artist – MC, uh, who you got? So much variety. You know me as my hip hop head self. 
Yep. It's hard, it's hard not to go underground and say MF Doom because I love fucking MF Doom. But gotta stick with. I mean, you could still call them underground to an extent, but gotta go with. You already know the Roots Crew, Black Thought, best MC ever. Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, I didn't expect anything less than that. Um, That's what it is, I mean, bro. And shout out, bro. That dude, Black Dot, the Roots in general. Amazing, dude. That's like, the band. Yep. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. Like, who's like who has accomplished what they have? Like, nobody. Especially. They're close to 30 years deep, bro. That's wild. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, before I was even alive. Before you were alive. Like, it's craziness. Like, it's crazy. So, all right. So... After all that, I say let's get into some week four NFL football, bro. NFL foosball. Couldn't wait so, for this one. It's my specialty. Yeah. So, out of all these games in week four, um, I would say you tell me which game you want to talk about. And we'll save the Cowboys for the end because you know that's the favorite. So, we'll, <laughs> besides them. Aside let's talk from about, Dallas, yeah. we might as well go ahead and start with. I guess the morning game that caught the most attention for me was the Kansas City-Detroit game. Dude, crazy game. It's always fun to watch Patty Mahomes. That boy's crazy. He had a little bit of an off game, but he's good to watch no matter what. All right, so I have a nickname for Pat Mahomes. It's actually um, Riley Curry because if you look (laughs) at his eyes, they look exactly the same, bro. I swear to God. I swear to God. Anyway, okay, uh, back to the game. I swear. Okay. Um, anything you took away from that game? Crazy. That crazy game, dude. It was up and down the whole way. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it started off pretty slow. Patty looked like he was a little off the mark, but, I mean, they did what they had to do at the end. Close game all the way through. Uh, I believe you had mentioned to me slightly earlier how the start of the second half began with, like, Back to back to back to back fumbles or something of that sort. Nobody wanted to hold on to the ball. Nobody. Was Everybody crazy. was like, everyone's like, this is cool. I'll fumble here. I'll fumble there. I'll fumble everywhere. Yeah, it was it wild. Didn't it didn't matter, bro. Just all over the place. Yeah, literally like four possessions. And then there was like one who scored. I think one of those four possessions was the crazy fumble that happened in the like within the five yard line of Detroit scoring. Where I think it was carry on Johnson trying to reach the ball over fumbled. Nobody really knew it was a fumble until at that point. Bashad Breeland picked it up and took it the whole way without really any resistance. Yeah, that dude, was a crazy nobody, play. Yeah, everyone thought the, the play had stopped. This guy sneaks out the back with the ball all the way to the crib. That What's crazy it. is Kenny Galladay was waiting right there and could have made the tackle pretty easily, but I guess he just kind of almost gave him that little thing like the Bulls do, like the Matadors with the Bull, gave him the little ole, and he just ran right through. <laughs> yeah, says, that, was, that was a crazy play, bro. He, he said, I'll see you later, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, that other, you, but at the same time, nah. Yeah, but at the same time, I might let you skirt by and get that seven points. Go ahead and run need. those extra 100 yards. <clears throat> the other play that was crazy was the um, hook and ladder, if you will. That Travis Kelsey threw down. Oh, the literally, 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 yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, the, literally the funniest part is I was watching the game, and the announcer goes, that was sick. That like, was sick. Just, <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, like, dude. like, they were just so amazed. Like, so was I. I was just sitting there like, yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, I caught that. That was sick. Oh, you just said that. <laughs> it was, though. It was crazy. But then it's always, like, it just no looks way. funny the way McCoy holds the ball all the time. Regardless yeah. of where he is on the field, he just yes. fucking has that one hand just thrown out there. He's crazy. <laughs> it was a cool play, though. It Heads up, beautiful. Travis Kelsey just making yeah. – Travis Kelsey. That? Travis Kelsey, the GOAT. Trav. Of, of, he's the GOAT of Kansas City. You got to say, without Gronk in the league, he's probably <laughs> – yeah. He's probably the best tight end in the league right now. You can't call him the goat of Kansas City tight ends because. Oh yeah, totally, oh uh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Tony, Just, you can't disrespect Tony like totally, that. Totally, totally forgot about that guy. But Trav, like, Trav is uh, probably the best in the league at that position right now. I would say. Speaking of um, tight ends, though, T.J. Hawkinson. You see that play? No, I didn't. Just a rep, seemingly a simple play, just a little like in route slash drag. Not sure which of the two, but real simple pass over the middle. And of course, he's doing what everybody likes to do. The kids these days like to get up and do the hurdle. 
And so as he tried to hurdle over somebody, the guy just kind of sidestepped it and grabbed his foot and just slammed his head into the floor. And then, of course, concussion protocol, he's gone the rest of the game. Yep. That, was, that was crazy. I'll just... Sometimes the hurdle just they try to yeah, do you know too what? much. It seems like yeah. Sometimes just stay on the ground. Like, yeah, I've, you I've don't, been waiting for that to happen. Yeah, you don't have to elevate every time. But it looks cool. But you know what? It happens that way sometimes, and you know, can't really do anything about that. But yeah, I mean, um, it is what it is. Other than that, what other games from the week caught your eye? Remember, we're holding back on the Cowboy one. Got you, got you. Um, that either way, best wishes to Hawkinson on that recovery because yeah, that was that was brutal when his head slammed down. Speaking yep. of those concussions, though, Mika Hyde making a comment after the Bills Patriots game in regards to the fact of how Josh Allen took a pretty rough hit there, and I believe Mika Hyde's comment was something along the lines of, "If we had done that to number twelve on the other side." Whichever one of the defenders would have went head to head on Tom Brady, he would have gotten ejected. That was Hyde's Dude, point of view. No, I, I no, can't help no, but agree no. with that. Um, they would have not just gotten ejected. They would have been lined up on a wall with the firing squad and just <laughs> taken out, dude. Because that's the Bills boy. Dude, you can't touch Brady. You can't bro. touch Tom. You can't touch him, dude. <laughs> so if they did that to him, there would like there would literally be people like going out trying to get these people. And take them out because of what Whichever they did to Bills Tom. Defender. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's like, the NFL's poster boy, aside from yeah. Patty Mahomes himself, right now, I guess. And it's the NFL's poster team, really. I would say. Yeah, like very true. the staple for of like what the NFL is about. Like we don't put up with anything. Like exactly what you saw with Antonio Brown, bro, in and out, just like everybody thought. Within a matter of a week, very true. And then, so. Um, Buddy, Tom Brady, he's protected from everything. Um, of course. Uh, <laughs> everything involving physical contact that uh, doesn't involve him. Um, good okay. game, though. That, and that one was a good Yeah. So, I mean, divisional last, games always stay close, but, I mean, 16 to 10. Yeah. I don't think last, anybody gave the Bills that much credit. Yeah, dude, of course not. Nobody's going to give the Bills credit, especially in the AFC East. Dude. That shit has been ran by the – Patriots forever, and it's still going to be ran by them. Yeah, they anyway, didn't get to Brady. No sacks on the day, but they did have the one <laughs> interception. I mean, either dude, way, man. The, holding the, the Patriots, Patriots had, to 16 points, it's pretty good. You can't yeah, say. But I think the Patriots had like five interceptions. Dude. They picked them off that many times. Like, you have no chance. If you throw that many interceptions, that's it. That's what's been you know carrying I mean? the Patriots this year, though. It's all about that defense. The first, hey, let's see, they're 4-0. So the very yep. first game against Pittsburgh, they gave up three points. Second game against Miami, shutout, seven sacks that game. The Jets, 14 points, five sacks. The Buffalo, 10 points, five sacks. In those four games, they've given up a total of 27 points. That's ridiculous. That's amazing defense. And you think Tom Brady needs anything else to win? No. They're holding opponents to 14 or less in every one of these games. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to find a way to get more than that. Probably one of the best who... defenses he's played with, I'm just saying. Yeah, and guess who they're playing next? The Redskins. And the Redskins next, probably with, <laughs> with who? Haskins or McCoy. Who even knows who's starting no, this game so far? Probably this Haskins, bro. Well, either either way, poor guy. I would I not want to be that guy. Couldn't even put up more than three points against the Giants, so who knows what's going to happen this would... week against New England. I would not want to be him. Okay, let's no go on to... Just let's just talk. Let's just touch on the Bucks game, dude. The Bucks and the Rams, dude. Fifty-five to forty. Ninety-five in the game. That's a barn burner. Like, Jameis Winston can do that, right? What's funny is that I'm in this like kind of league of picking where it's like an eliminator league, I guess you can call it. So one week you can pick, say, I think the first week I chose the Chargers to win. And they won, but then I can't pick the Chargers the rest of the year. And yeah, you're so in I, a, a elimin, eliminator. Eliminator thing. league, yeah. yeah. So, like, last yeah. week, Dallas over the Dolphins, that was a simple pick. I think the yeah, second everyone week. everyone chose that. I think the second week, I went with New England over the Dolphins, something like that. This past week, my <laughs> but, pick was the Rams over the Bucks. Little, little to my liking, they got their asses handed to them in a 55-40 game. 
But Jared Goff still kind of going off. Aside from the three picks, 517 yards, that was wild. And honestly, yeah, dude, I have Cooper Cup in fantasy. They still tore it up. But, dude, Jameis Winston, bro. Like, Jameis, Mike I, Evans, going way off. Like, I thought this guy, all he did was eat W's off his finger. But he ate a <laughs> W that day, dude. Like, that day, up, dude. dude. He ate a real W. Last two games, game. Mike Evans going off. I mean, yeah, dude, but Mike Evans, t- four yeah. touchdowns over the last two games. Going off, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, like, ridiculous. So, I mean, that's the best form of offense over there to me. Just throw it up to that guy. He'll yep. make plays. Yeah, so Jameis Winston, um, get another W and do this again next week, and maybe we'll all start to believe you. But until then, we'll see what happens. Until yeah. then, it's, no, but, it's all yeah, crab legs. It's all questionable. <laughs> it's all crab legs <laughs> until then. Yes. All right, dude. So let's get into the Cowboy game. Um, right off it. the bat, I just want to say that I think our defense played great. We, we scored the only touchdown in the game, and we still lost. That's unfortunate. But yeah. I think that shows how great that Saints defense played that day. And, like, they were all over us, bro. Zeke couldn't do anything. The front like, seven dominated the Cowboys' yeah, offensive they dominated line for sure. Us, dude, and then when once Tyron went out, that was it. Like, that was it. We were done. It was just the timing. Fortunately, that was only the last minute and a half of the game where he was out, but it was just the timing due to the fact that right before that, Dallas had used their three timeouts to get the ball back, and then that's when he went out, and so it had that 10-second runoff. 10 seconds that would have been huge after Randall Cobb made that big play. If they would have had 12 seconds instead of two seconds, you maybe have a chance to run a couple of 15-yard outs, get 15 more, try to kick the field goal. But without those extra 10 seconds, you just got to go for the Hail Mary at that point where they were on the field. Yeah, and, and to me, as soon as, as soon as that Hail Mary, Hail Mary goes up, uh, to me, the game's over, dude. I, I, I don't see them ever yeah, th- that. at that point, I saw that, too. I was a bit, I was a bit pessimistic there, yeah. too. But the um, whole game, I mean, Dallas squandered a bunch of opportunities. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. You could make comments about the refs, but either which way. You could make a comment about the Ezekiel Elliott fumble not being a fumble. Uh, but either way, the mistakes are all there. Jason Witten's fumble. Um, Dak missing Randall Cobb on multiple occasions throughout the game. Yeah, even throwing behind him, dude, and just, like, not leading him into the routes. The, the Jason Witten fumble, very unfortunate, dude. He never fumbles. He never does. Nine um, times over the course of eighteen years. Yeah, apparently. dude. Like, like you know only what I mean? six of which were lost. Yeah. So I don't. I you know I can't. I can't charge that one to the game, bro. He deserves that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That um, Zeke on that that one is questionable. But to me, you know the way Zeke was playing. I mean, obviously, you pay a man ninety million dollars, you're gonna get his ass in the game. You're not gonna let. That guy who you just shelled out all this money to, you're not just going to let him sit his ass on the bench. But when you have over 15 carries and you've averaged less than three yards on all those carries, there's a point where I feel like, okay, you might be spending all this money, but are you going to do what you need to do to get the win? And you got to change it up. Tony Pollard went for 100 and averaged more yards than Ezekiel Elliott the week before, but they didn't want to give him any touches. He played, I want to say he played two snaps the whole game. One where he was used as a decoy, the other one he was throwing the ball and drew a pass interference. I think those are the only two snaps Tony Pollard played the whole game. And that disappointed me, in all honesty. Um, the play calling I didn't think was all there. The, pre, the pre-snap the motion wasn't there the way we saw the first game against the Giants. You saw a lot of pre-snap yeah. movement, doing this and that to confuse the defense, and I didn't see a lot of that in this past game. It kind of died down back to some very vanilla Scott Linehan-looking things, really. Yep. Exactly, bro. They reverted back to the way they the used basic to play. Things. It's like, like they wanted to line up and just say, hey, we're just going to do go back to basics and we're just going to beat you like that instead of continuing what's been working or what had worked at least in the first or second game. Yeah, so like another thing that I like that you said was about Tony Pollard. Um, he had shown flashes that if you give him the touches and you give him the work, he'll get he'll get you the yardage that you need. Not every team has two backs that can go for 100 yards in a game. Right. So you can't, like, limit him. Like, you still have to give him his rotations. 
and his snaps. I mean, I understand. Exactly. He's not gonna. Yeah, he's not gonna get the Zeke workload. You're not That's gonna not get. But I'm, either way, you could say that the yeah. same on the same side about the Saints. Latavius Murray's a very capable running back in the league for sure, for sure. Yeah. But he's nothing close to what Alvin Kamara does. Alvin Kamara is nasty. That boy, he's he's ridiculous. Yeah. He's on another yep. world with his balance, the way he breaks off tackles, stays up in crazy situations. He makes plays, so obviously you don't want him off the field, but Latavius Murray still got significantly more snaps than what Tony Pollard did. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the rotation, you know. That and admittedly, kind of... that can play a part in how how much they held the ball because that's how the Saints won this game. They played very good ball control offense. Yep. The second yep. half, Cowboys, they've every game they've played so far, Dallas has come out tearing up in the third quarter. This game, Dallas only had one third-quarter possession. They scored a touchdown on it to take the lead. But then the Saints went the rest of the third quarter with the ball, killed that quarter, killed a few more minutes off in the fourth, and then Dallas only saw the ball three more times, two of which were – okay, one, they got a first down off of a penalty and then went three and out, and then the second, they had three and out in the fourth quarter. The three fourth-quarter possessions went punt, punt, and then the Hail Mary, and that was it. Yeah, so they almost used their like our strategy of using like possession control and controlling. They yeah, were, they defense did good to keep them out and keep them no played a damn good game in that regard. But they couldn't get the stops to give Dallas more time and give Dallas more offensive possessions. Like I said, they only had those four second half possessions, three of which took place in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so they almost used our game plan against us and beat us at that. Pretty much but, conservative ball, and I mean, when you're playing with a backup quarterback, you don't have Drew Brees, one of the best of yeah, all time. You got to do what exactly, you got to do, and they did That's it well. exactly how you want to play in those situations. They did, and, and they did it and, well. And, and and another thing, dude, like this all goes back to Sean Payton being that good of a coach, and knowing, like, I don't have Drew Brees, like I have Teddy Bridgewater, so I need to game plan for him. And we're going to still attack these guys just, you know. But, like, I just don't understand. I thought we would come out way, way, way more prepared and way more, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I thought we would just be more electrifying than, than just what aggressive. we were. Just aggressive. Based on how the yeah, offense played the first, exactly. three, the first three games, just so much more aggressive this game. Uh, apparently, we ran – 11 of our first down calls were runs. And that goes back to that same point that I had. Like, yeah, you might be paying this guy 90 million over, or he got might have gotten his six-year 90 million extension on top of the two he has left. But still, I mean, if it's not working, you're running on first down and you're putting yourselves behind the chains every time because he's only getting one yard or two yards. Yep. Yeah, and once you put yourself beyond the chains, that's never um... – that's then, never going to end well. You get your random garbage pass interference calls on Amari Cooper, and it's it's going to happen. And either way, the refing went both ways. It's, it's not all on the refs. Dallas definitely got a lot of calls. I'm pretty sure New Orleans ended up with close to 10 penalties to Dallas's like five or something like that. But either way, I mean, you just got to be able to execute, and Dallas wasn't all there that day. But it happens. The best of teams are going to have a bad day. I would say the Patriots got away with a bad day. They snuck out with a win. Dallas didn't. Dallas was playing, I'd say, a better team. And when you have a bad day against a good team, you're going to take an L. Yeah, and honestly, uh, as a Cowboy fan, um, 3-1, and one, I'll take it. Yep, and can't argue with that at all. Yeah, can't argue with that. Big and... game coming up next, another big NFC game. Because when yeah, it comes dude. down to the playoffs, you know New Orleans is going to be right there in the mix. The Packers will probably be right there in the mix, so this is another one that's a big one. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go to that game, dude. Nice. So I'll be there, and it's going to be crazy. And oh, yeah. I just don't want Aaron Rodgers to just fuck us up like he always does. I want to say of all the <laughs> Dallas home games this year, this is probably one of the highest ticket prices because this has been a good rivalry in recent years, the crazy Packers-Cowboys games of late. Yeah, and you know Aaron Rodgers is going to show up ready to Aaron ball Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers as he has <laughs> done to the Cowboys for so many years at this point. He looks forward to this game every every year. He looks forward he's to it. He's also well, been every a little slow year, this whatever. year. And we'll, see, we'll see what happens this week because I believe Devontae Adams has a very no, he's out. likely shot of he's injury. Out. He's out for sure? Yeah, for sure he's out. Yeah, so they're so going to have 
They're Marcus, gonna be working with Marcus Valdez, Scanling, yeah, Scanling, and then Geronimo Allison. Yeah. Yep. So, so I mean, you would think that advantage would go to the Dallas defense, especially with the trouble Green Bay's had uh, running. But, but we'll see. Aaron Rodgers, still Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Aaron Rodgers. That's right. I can, dude. I like. I have nightmares of him. Like yep. I'm scared th- of Aaron Rodgers. I think. I think we all do. Dating back to the Jared Cook catch, to the Des Bryant non-catch, yeah, or dude. catch, whatever you want to like, call it. Like I'm that. scared of him. Like literally, I'm just like, I'd rather not deal with Aaron. Rodgers. It's a tough time for Dallas because the second straight loss <laughs> could send them into a bit of a crossroads. And then Tyron's not going to play. So Tyron's our line, be out. Zadarius our and Preston Smith, going to be tr- trouble off the edges there. <sighs> I don't know, man. They've been playing okay. good. That defense so, hasn't been that bad in its own right. I just want to, since you do play fantasy, um, I just want to hit you with some of the highest. And I want to know if Goff? you had any. Yeah, I want to know if you had any of them on your team. Jared. So, let's see. Top score. Guess the Scott. Guess. Guess the top score. Top score from last week, Nick. Nick Joe. Almost. You got one more guess? How's it not Nick Chubb? <laughs> no, I don't have another guess. PPR. He had three touchdowns. One of us PPR. Like PPR. PPR. I think it's PPR. <laughs> Chris, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. <laughs> I'm right, going yeah, off of PPR. 41.2. Very custom rules in my league. In my league, yeah, yeah. No, Nick yeah. Trump scored like general. 54. <laughs> well, Fair in enough. ESPN, he, he scored 39.3, which is still ridiculous. Anyway. But damn, but, Godwin, I see that, yeah. yeah 12, dude, 172, Chris, two touchdowns. Yeah, dude, 12, 172, two touchdowns. Like, balled out. Like, Jameis Winston's the GOAT, almost, I guess. Yep. Apparently. All yeah. he's got to in Tampa Bay, all he's got to do with this Fitz Magic and Testa Verde. So yeah, so it's Chris Godwin, Nick Chubb, Crash, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Howard, Robert Woods, Jameis, no, Austin Eckler, Devonte Adams, Wynn Gallman, Cooper Cup. Those Leonard are Fournette. How do you not say Leonard Fournette and all that? Two twenty-five. No, those, those are your top ten right there. He's right outside the top ten. Fair enough. Again, with custom scoring. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, this is ESPN PPR. Um, he is number twelve. He's right there. So depending on your league, all out differently. You know what I mean? But, dude, like, did you see the nature, bro? Just speed. Didn't look like he got touched. <laughs> He just took off, bro. He said, I'll see you guys later. For my day. And then have you watched all those plays where pretty much every long Browns play, you just see Baker Mayfield just sprinting from the quarterback spot, too? Have <laughs> yeah. you seen that? <laughs> yeah, he just takes off, dude. He's you just like. that little bit of heart. You can, you can yeah. definitely not like the guy if you don't like the guy, but it's kind of funny just to see him running down the field like that. He's got heart. Give him that much. He's on his horse. He is. He does get on his horse and chases his horse teammates down. (laughs) All right, dude. So, um, how do you feel about talking some Champions League soccer? Can roll that way if that's what you wish. Let me just ask you one more thing before we leave the subject of football. Okay, yeah. Before we uh, before we leave, let me just before sit you on this. Give me give me your quarter of the seasons. Quarter of the season's okay. awards. Let's go with your – you bring me your MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, okay, and rookies so, too if you want to throw those in there. Let's start with Offensive MVP through the first four um, games. I mean, I don't know how you don't go with Pat Mahomes in that. Got to go with Patty. I agree. I don't know because if Gotta they would have lost – yeah, if they would have lost, okay, that's different. But they didn't, and and even then, even if they took the loss to Detroit, who do you go with? Yeah, even yeah, yeah. Like even then, okay. Oh well, I'll put the I'll put 
the Patriots over there. Like who? Like who else is like? You know what I mean? It comes I mean, down even to that, those Can two. you really say Tom Brady to this point? Has uh, he really been their MVP? So much as their defense has. <sighs> and it's not like you can get defensive player of the year to their whole yeah, defense. For me, defensive player of the year so far is easy, easy Shaq Barrett. From Tampa Bay, yeah, he has nine sure. sacks through four games. Yeah, bro. for sure. Over for the sure. course of the year, if he stays on that same pace, he ends up with thirty-six, which shatters the record. Which I don't think he's gonna do it. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy talk. That, yeah, that's way too much. But even if he were to say, let's say we're four games through, right? So let's say through the next eight games, he manages to match what he's done so far. <laughs> He'd be at eighteen with four games left to play. So, I mean, he's got nine through four games. He gets to 18 with four left to play, then he would only need, like, five in that last set. I think he has a pretty real shot of breaking what's a, a pretty rough record to break, I'd say. So, I yeah, mean, dude. for me, so far, it's him. Patty Mahomes on the offensive side here, right? But I think Patty's going to win MVP. And so, that said, him winning MVP, they usually tend to do offensive player of the year. Okay, we're not going to give this award to the same guy. So... So, like, okay, so if then, he wins the MVP, then who wins offense? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I would have else? said Saquon, but now Saquon's hurt. So. No, no Saquon. Um, let's go through this. Uh, you can't even say Zeke at this point. Maybe you would have went with – maybe we could have said, like, okay, we'll throw Dak in the conversation, but this last game, if he keeps playing like yeah, that. Man, yeah, but with that, yeah, exactly. Like, if his numbers were still high. But I mean, for he's still, I want to say he's pretty close to the top. Again, with custom scoring, if you're talking fantasy, but in our league, he's the number three QB. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still up there. He's still doing well. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's, um, it's, I don't know it's where tough. else you go with that yeah. award, though. Who's, who's going off all crazy? Nick Chubb had a crazy game. Leonard Fournette had a crazy game. So I don't know. I guess you just got to see who can be consistent the rest of the year. That's a tough award to dole out at this point. Yeah, uh, quarter, well, you know what the, the, the worst thing about this is? We're already a quarter, quarter way through the season, dude. That's it. I know. You know what I mean? Like this, it's it takes rough. so long to get here, and then, and then, then here it, we are. it gets here, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Here we are, a quarter yeah. of the way through. It's the worst. And I'm, the Cowboys are 3-1. and one. I feel like I'm 3-1 and one in my life. Like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's just like I wish my fantasy team was three. And yeah, one, but I we're wish not. exactly, dude. Like the way it impacts you is just crazy. It so, is. I've I've been pretty positive on the note of being three and zero oh, now, three and one. But <laughs> see how it keeps going. Sam was about to get all depressed about. How I, I was kind of depressed Sunday and Monday. I stopped reading all well, the no, related no. articles. For sure, I was depressed on Sunday, and I just like I just didn't care about life. Yeah, no, I stopped but, reading about football those couple of days. I was like, I need yeah. a break. I took it out. But now I'm, I'm back. I, I'm, I'm I'm handling life, fam. Yeah, so yeah, dude. Let's just let's. I just want uh, let's check out some Champions League, dude, because at least you know a little bit about soccer. So. Not pretending to be an expert at all, but yes, go ahead. Yeah. So yesterday was match day two of the Champions League group stage, right? Yes, sir. So you kind of understand what that is, right? Of course. Okay, Bayern Munich, dude. They put seven goals on Tottenham. Seven. Not four, not three. Seven, dude. They had no, like, it was just, it was, it was ridiculous. You got to um, put it on them. Got to get the goal difference if it ever comes into play. Yeah, of course. Man City won. Real Madrid tied with um, Club, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this wrong, but Club Bruges, they're a Belgium club. Uh, yes, you, you don't think Real Madrid should tie with them, but they did. Uh, Atletico Madrid got the win. Uh, PSG got a win. Juventus, Dortmund, um, good teams all over the place. Liverpool. That's what the Champion League is, and that's the beauty of it. Barcelona. All the big teams won, of of course, you know. But to see that scoreline, dude, seven to two, that's huge, dude. Like tough. That's tough to go out there and get worked like that. 
<laughs> and then to keep going, dude, to keep like when it's five to two. It's already you... six to two, and you're like, damn, <laughs> those are the worst going. moments to play in, honestly. You just get yeah. your ass kicked, and you're like, fuck, we just got to <laughs> finish this game right now. This is and then the, the other team's like, well, we don't care. We're going to score as many goals as we want. Like, it's just crazy, but it's, it's whatever. Oh, yeah. So They got to put up what they got to put up. All right, dude. So is it, does it like... get to a point where it's too much? I feel like I saw a soccer game at some point that ended up at like fourteen zero. And does it get to a point where it's too much? And it's like, geez, can you sit on the ball, please? I mean, it's, I I guess it's I don't like... think you'd see a game like that in the Champions League. The one I'm no, talking about, no, I'm very no. sure, was a club game. It was probably, probably like a top tier a... team against the terrible team, or even but... just the friendly. Who knows? Was... Yeah, it was probably like a Division Four team playing somebody. They did, They probably didn't have players to field the team, so they have to forfeit. But ridiculous, fourteen zero. That's <laughs> so. I don't know. Champions League. Yeah, I don't, I don't see something like that happening in the Champions League. But still, even seven two, it's like it seems like man, that seems a bit much. Like they're really just fucking this team up. That's funny, dude. All right, so let's get ready to end this podcast. So I got. I got. I would say I got two questions for you. Do you know who Amber Geiger is? I do. I believe so, yes. Who do you think she is? Uh, She has been in the news recently due to the fact that, if I'm right, she murdered – she went into the home. She was an officer, if I'm right, and went into the home of an African-American man and just shot him. Um, yeah. I that's kind of the extent of my knowledge, but okay, yeah. So today she got sentenced to ten years in prison. Obviously, she's not going to do ten years. She'll be out parole, maybe five. But that's I think on that, good behavior. Yeah, on good behavior. Of course, <laughs> dude. Of course, she's going to be on good behavior. But to of me, that was going to behave her little self. Yeah, dude, to, to me, that was crazy. Like She's an officer of the law. Yeah, because, like, yeah, not, not, everything, yeah, not everything that she said was factual. And, like, there's all these, like, uh, things going on about her. Uh-huh. Like, she, I think she got lucky to get off with 10 years, dude. Like, come on. Like, people do life for shit like that. You know what I mean? People do much more time for much less significant yeah. crimes. You can sm- like you can smuggle like a pound of weed across the border, and you'll go to jail for like twenty years. And she's Just gonna for go being across yeah. the border. Yeah, exactly. And she crazy. killed somebody, and she's ten years and is not gonna get that full ten years, like you said. Yeah, dude. Super yeah, sad. The quote-unquote right. justice system, brother. Well. We can talk about that. At another That's for day. another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last segment we're going to end with is the what are you doing this weekend segment? Oof. Probably going to end up <laughs> drunk one or two days. Okay. But yeah. We'll see what happens. I'll Same. be at Aaron's bar as I always am for the weekends. <laughs> Hit me up over there. We can always have fun. Okay, so this weekend, I'm going to go to the Cowboy game. Go Cowboys. I'm going with Aaron and TJ. Um, I don't... (sighs) It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And by the time I get home, hopefully I'll be in one piece. And then we'll go from there. But (laughs) Let's hope, because those are two crazy guys. Yeah, that's why. Like... (laughs) That's why I'm 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 scared, but I'm not because these are my homies. But I'm scared a little. But you already know. So safe with, travels either way. Yeah. With that being said, um, I want to thank Sam for being on here. Thank and you. And for doing for helping me out a lot. And um, it was fun. I appreciate. Do you want to plug your? Do you want to plug your IG? Do you want to plug your Twitter? Do you want to plug anything? <laughs> no, we're good with social media. We'll be all right with a simple much love. Yes, take care of yourselves. All right, dude. Well, much love for sure. And I'll see you later. All right, dude. Have a good night.
What's up, guys? You're listening to the Conversing with Chris podcast. Shout out to everybody listening. Uh, Make sure to share, like, uh, subscribe. Everything you guys got to do, you already know the drill. Thanks. Okay, guys. Um, You've tuned in to the Conversing with Chris podcast. Um, I'm actually here with my cousin, Nick Hinojos. Um, He actually lives out in San Antonio. And he wants to talk about some of this upcoming MMA that we got. Um, coming up this weekend so the card is scheduled for october 5th at eight o'clock p.m and we got some we got a few good bouts we got some middleweights some lightweights we got some heavyweights we also got holly Holm back um she remember she's one of the fighters that beat ronda uh, ronda rousey so um with that being said i'm gonna throw it to nick go ahead and introduce yourself and let's talk some ufc what's up guys this is nicky nojos coming to you from san antonio um I know I've been looking forward to this fight for shit since it was since it was announced, you know. Our main event at UFC two to Robert Whitaker and Israel Adestanya style bender. Style bender? What's that? <laughs> it's like it's like his nickname. Okay. You know like how they call like So Conor he's the fucking style bender. Okay. Yeah, they call him style so bender. So let me but, let me um, ask you a quick question. What about this tra- this fight is most intriguing? What do you uh, like? What do you want to see? And like, who do you expect to come out on top of the main card? So we're looking at the middleweight uh, main event between Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. I think just the way Israel fights, I mean, they kind of call him the the younger uh, version of Anderson Silva. You know, Anderson Silva is probably the best middleweight that's ever fought in mixed martial arts. And just just his fighting style, like it's it's unbelievable. Just like the punches he throws, the kicks he throws. I don't know if you guys watched um, any of the fight with him and Kelvin Gastelum. That was a brawl, a brawl. I have that's probably one of the best fights, hands down, that I have ever seen. And Robert Whitaker is coming off an injury and hasn't fought since last year. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping he. I'm hoping he has that drive to to beat Israel because he wants his belt back. You know, um, coming off an injury, it, it's hard. It's hard to get uh, a shot at the title, especially a shot at the title, and just to feel comfortable in that ring. You know, like you're always going to be worried that something else is going to happen, that you're going to hurt something else, or even being worried for the knockout. You know, and Israel's seventeen and zero. You know, he, he he's he's the champ right now. He's is the champ. And if I were Robert, I would be preparing myself day in and day out, watching film, doing doing whatever it takes to beat this guy. Okay. But for me, I think I'm gonna have to take uh Stalbender in this fight. Okay, so you got Israel for the win on that one. Yeah, um, I got Stalbender winning it. So with Robert coming off the injury, obviously, you know, stepping back into the octagon. Um, you know, it's not going to be the easiest thing to do, especially considering the the point opponent that he's facing. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, that should make for a good fight and for a good main event. Um, let's talk a little bit about the co-main uh, between the lightweights, Al uh, La Quintina and Dan Hooker. Al's coming in with a 14-5-1 record, and his opponent, Dan Hooker, is 18-8-0. and um, Tell me a little bit about that and um, what you expect to see in that fight. You know what? I think I'm going to be taking Dan Hooker on this fight. Um, you know, Al Iaquinta is coming out of a loss versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And if uh, any of you guys watched it, I mean, that was a totally uh, a massacre on uh, Cerrone's part. I mean, he absolutely destroyed Iaquinta's face. Um, <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a blood brawl. Like, I have never seen... So much blood and and such a smashed up face that Ayakinta has had. I mean, it, it was absolutely nuts. It was, and I mean, I, and it's on YouTube. I, I advise you guys to before this fight comes on to go and watch some of those highlights. Um, you know, I I don't really, I'm not really a, a fan of Al Ayakinta at all. Um, Dan Hooker is actually probably uh, the the best bet in this fight. You know, he has fought uh, James Vick. He has fought Edson Barbosa, which is a pretty good fighter, um, and lost, you know. But uh, that that doesn't take away from how good this guy is. I mean, he's eighteen and eight. 
Um, and it's it's actually going to be a real good fight. Uh, I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I mean, if this fight lives up to anything like the last fight you were describing, um, you know, that should make for good entertainment. And hopefully we get that same type of performance from the two fighters. And I, you know, I'm expecting them both to go in and give it their all. And then, you know, we can always just let them fight and see what goes and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there's a couple more uh, fights on the card. Um, we got two other uh, heavyweight. Well, we got another heavyweight um, bout going on. We also got one welterweight. Um, actually, there's a second heavyweight, but that's on early earlier in the card. But the one I want to talk to you about now is the Holly Holm um, fight. Um, how's she doing? Uh, everybody knows her from what she did to um, Ronda Rousey. But, you know, it's been a while now. Um, what, are you, what are you expecting from this fight? What are you looking for? Who do you think is favored? Uh, she's fought, fighting uh, Raquel Pen, uh, Pennington, and um, we'll see how that goes. Um, but what do you think? Well, well, it actually just came out that this fight is canceled, so we are not going to see Holly Holm at UFC 243 on Saturday, which is kind of sad, you know, because uh, – I think she was on a comeback. I mean, she was coming off a loss from Amanda Nunez, who's the champ champ. So I, I thought this would be a good fight for her, but it, it, it's sad. It, it sucks when you see canceled fights, especially good ones, you know. I mean, it's always fun watching Holly Holm. She is probably one of my favorite women fighters in the game still. You know, she's fighting out of uh, Albuquerque, where uh, where John Jones is fighting at um, Jackson Wink. And th they actually have a pretty good camp down there, and Man, I was I was really excited for this fight, and it, it's sad that it's not going to go on. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll get a, a next fight coming up soon. Okay, yeah, I'm actually yeah now looking at this, I do see that it has been canceled. Um, do you have any idea why it was, or is that something that you know that they don't disclose right away? Yeah, I, they don't they don't disclose it right away. I mean, I'm sure it's either an injury or um, possible something failed uh, drug test, maybe. No, nah, I don't think that usually doesn't happen uh, lately. Um, they have this uh, these testers now called USADA, and they're they're testing these guys like crazy. So I mean, you wouldn't want like think about it this way: like how uh, NFL drug, does drug testing, they do this totally different. Like they could show up at your house at three o'clock in the morning, banging on your door just for a drug test. Okay. Like, that's how strict these guys are. Okay. So, I, I'm thinking it's an injury. Okay, yeah. So, sounds like, I mean, I mean, there could be all other um, reasons why it's canceled, but most likely probably an injury. Um, that's That sucks. Uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, were looking forward to that fight. Um, but still, I still think you got yourself a good card with UFC 43, uh, 243. Oh, yeah. So, um, I still think with that being said, even without that fight, um, I think still people are going to want to turn in tune in and 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 uh watch some of those fights we were talking about um let me get one last word from you on this whatever you want to say anything that you think any prediction that's going to happen uh anything to look for just one last uh word on ufc 243 you know we didn't talk about this fight um uh, i'm looking at the tie to avasa fight the heavyweight versus uh sergey spivak okay um tied to avusa is a former uh, alabama defensive lineman and he stands at 6'2", 264, and he's just a brawler and a monster. You know, he, he has an 8-2 record, but I really think he's going to take the win over Sergey. And I think that's another fight you guys should be uh, tuning in to watch. Um, and it is going to be on pay-per-view. It's not going to be on the ESPN uh, Plus app. So um, I know it sucks. This whole ESPN deal, uh, it kind of bums me out sometimes because you have to actually um, – Subscribe to ESPN Plus, so that's like what, like five bucks a month. Plus yeah, you gotta bucks. buy the plus you gotta buy the pay per view, which is like seventy bucks. So, um, yeah, guys, I mean, this is gonna be a real good card. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, it's actually in Melbourne, uh, Australia, at Marvel Stadium. So this is this is gonna be a good one. I'm excited. That's what's up. Yeah, it kind of sucks. ESPN kind of cornered the market with the ESPN Plus. Um, but, you know, they've actually, you know, they've done their, their work, and I see them promoting the UFC, which is kind of a good thing, trying to bring in a bigger audience. So hopefully this card is successful. Hopefully the fights are cool. Hopefully everybody's entertained. And, you know, hopefully you can get in front of a TV on Saturday to check this card out.
So with that being said, uh, I want to thank you, dude. Uh, shout out to you for your UFC knowledge. Oh, um, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And fucking uh, I look forward to talking to you. I mean, we're going to do this again, dude. We're going to talk some more UFC. We're going to get into it. Um, you know, you're a bigger fan than I am, but I always like to keep up with this because it's always a cool thing to do. And, you know, you never know. You could see a badass fight one night. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, of course. With that being said, I want to thank you for being on the Conversing with Chris podcast. Uh, anytime you want to come up and talk, bro, I'm down. Yeah, um, uh, can, I, can I give my Twitter and my IG a shout-out real quick? Yeah, bro, fucking plug your IG, plug your Twitter. Follow me on IG, the Notorious915, and on Twitter, it's Nick at night dash 87 So All follow right, me when you guys can. Uh, yeah, dude, let me know. Dude, keep me updated on this. This, this. this was fun, man. All right, dude. Well, yeah, we'll definitely talk to you again. Uh, fucking be safe out there in San Antonio. Uh, 915 all day, you already know. So Repping. Right, Probably dude. home, but always repping. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> all right, dude. I'll talk to you later, dude. All thanks. right, thanks, man. Okay, guys. Um, you're listening to the Conversing with Chris podcast um, today, or right now, sorry. We're going to get into some college football. I have one of my family friends here with me. His name is Jeremy. Um, he's very passionate about college football, so he's going to be here. To We're going to break down some upcoming games. We're also going to look at the um, – <coughs> sorry. We're going to look at the Clemson game. Um, they almost got upset this weekend by North Carolina, so we're going to look at that a little bit. But since we are in the spirit of talking college football, I'm going to go ahead and crack a tailgate beer open for you guys. There you go. So, what's up, Jeremy? Uh, talk to me, bro. Oh, what's man. going on? First of all, I, I hope that's a, a, a naughty ice if you're ready for them tailgates. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> talk to that's me, bro. Boy. How are you doing, dude? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Got this podcast going. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, just oh, tell yeah. a little, uh, the people a little bit of how we met, what you do, and why you love college football so much, man. Oh, yeah, of course. So, my name is Jeremy Gonzalez, guys. For those of you who don't know me, you know. I'm new to this podcast stuff, but, uh, you know, Chris, I've known Chris for about, you know, about four years now. I grew up with his, uh, his closest cousin, Nick, and, uh, me and him played football and baseball together. We were always, you know, hanging out really close friends. Um, you know, right after high school, I, I left to the army You know, I've been in for about five years now, been stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and now I'm at Fort Bliss. I'm from El Paso, so it's home. Um, I've traveled around a little bit, I've been in Germany for you know four or five months for a rotation field exercise i've been to korea twice for nine months you know i've been to ntc i've been a lot of field problems um what i do is uh right now i'm an ammo sergeant for my battalion so i'm I'll usually keeping track of all the ammo distribution and stuff like that so you know it's not a bad gig it's nothing too crazy uh let's see but yeah i'm a diehard texas longhorns fan you know that's been my team ever since I was young. I actually became a huge fan when Vince Young, you know, had like the He's most the goat. iconic He's play. He's the goat. Yeah, go to go to UT football, bro. By far. <laughs> if you see my truck, yeah. man, I got a Texas license plate on there. I got a Texas album. I got the the Texas lanyard on there, bro. Like I'm I'm all through it, bro. I'll never change my team ever. I don't care yeah. how Hell bad. Yeah, you know, I was there for the five and seven years, bro. Five and seven, and I'd still root for that team no matter what. But um, yeah. It's a little bit about myself, man. You know, I love culture football religiously. Like, I watch that shit. Uh, you know, I, I pay attention to a lot of high school, too, because, you know, I want to see who's coming up. You know, I, I like to watch the recruiting. Yeah, bro. Too, like, the recruiting super important, good. bro. Dude, I don't know if you ever fucked with NCAA, the football game. Oh, But oh recruiting my was my shit. So, like, <laughs> yeah. nobody understands that more than myself. So, I'm glad that I have somebody like yeah. you just as passionate about that. Um I want to always, like I said, dude, thank you for everything you do in the service. Um, without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be able to do anything like this. Okay. Oh, I appreciate it. So that, shout out to thank you. you. Shout out to everybody who serves, bro. Everybody. For real, for real, you guys are the real deal, man. And like I said, without you, this country doesn't exist. So shout out to you for that. And let's get into some college football, dude. Um, like, okay, so of course, this week, not the most exciting week for college football. But you know we right. did have uh, we did have Clemson the number two well they're number two now they were number one last week um, yes yep, they, they dropped, dropped Alabama jumped them obviously 
Um, but let's talk. Let's just, you know, give me some thoughts on that UNC game, man. What did you think? What did you see? You know, yeah, I, the thing about that game, man, I watched that whole game, and, you know, I was just kind of disappointed with Trevor Lawrence. I really thought he was just going to pop. Like, this guy, like, watching him since high school. I pay attention to this guy since high school, you know, coming out the same time with Justin Fields, who, uh, you know, recently transferred to Ohio State this year and is looking good out there. You know, I, I don't know. He has all the weapons, you know. He has, like, probably the, the best running back in college football right now. And, you know, he hasn't really stepped up to the plate as it, as it looks like. And that's why, you know, Clemson dropped because if you look at the rest of their schedule, it's just, it's, it's you know, it's cupcake games, you know. I mean, the, the best team they're probably going to have to play is in the ACC championship, which probably be Virginia. You know, right. they don't right. look too good against Notre Dame. So, you know, with that with that game just, uh, you know, I mean, USC, UNC came out there pumped. Like, they wanted that upset so bad. Like, Mac Brown, you know, I love Mac Brown because, you know, he was the head coach for Texas when uh, – it went to the Rose Bowl, so you know I was actually rooting for UNC, and I wanted to see that upset. Dude, so for sure, like um, they don't look like they can compete with Alabama at this point, but nobody does, and that's just the, that's just how it is. But you know, um, they survived and they moved on, so they're undefeated, and they you know we'll go from there. So let's let's uh, let's look at your team, bro. Let's look at the Longhorns, dude. Um, they got a game against West Virginia this coming week. Um, you know, yep. that's – it's at West Virginia, but I'm yeah. only expecting them to handle that. And 4-2 is um, the game the following week because guess who you guys got? You guys got soon, yep. the Sooners. And guess who's yeah, on the yeah. Sooners now, bro? Jalen Hurts, and he's tearing it exactly. up at the moment, bro. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's going to – is uh, due to the coaching that they have at, at Oklahoma – but this guy's got talent, bro. Yep. It's undeniable. And what are you expecting? I, you know, I want to, I want to hear more about that game than the West Virginia game, honestly. Oh yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, everything goes well with, with at West Virginia. You know, they don't get that real Greer guy. You know, fucking beat us last year by one point. He's a Florida guy. <laughs> he's a Florida guy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, that OU game. You know, coming into the season, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think. He had it. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be that guy. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be slinging it the way he does. Dude, I didn't think and, he, and, you know, he was. And honestly, um, I don't think anybody saw this coming, dude. There's no the way. stats yeah, that he's putting up, dude. It's it's yeah. never been done before, and it's unreal. It's unreal, that that exactly. Unreal. That, so that OU could have possibly have a third Heisman in a row because it's yes. I mean, dude, yes. I. People were comparing Jalen Hurts to Sam Ellinger, you know, same type of quarterback, you know, more people say they use their legs a little bit more and kind of like a, you know what I mean? They're not going to throw the ball deep too much. They're just going to do like their dink and dags and stuff like that. Like they're going to, you know, just make sure they don't turn the ball over because, you know, they, they don't turn the ball over. They're very good with it. So, but with Jalen Hurts and this new, you know, the system, the air raid system that they're using in over in Oklahoma is just, it's, it's really opened them up and it's, I did not expect this, man. And now I'm like, a little nervous going to this game, like probably as nervous as I was going to LSU. LSU, I knew it was going to be competition because I knew that quarterback that transferred from Ohio State to LSU was, I knew he was going to be good. So that game, you know, my expectations weren't that high, but I just hoped that we competed and we did. But with this OU game coming up, you know, I obviously hate OU with a passion. Like <laughs> I like a lot of their players, you know, but still, Texas, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because their last three quarterbacks are from Texas, you know? So I like them, yeah. including Jalen Harris. Uh, yeah, de- you know, he's from San Antonio. Uh, definitely, dude. Um, it really um, shows how good that program is at Oklahoma when, like you said, Absolutely. you got three – well, potentially three consecutive Heisman web winners yeah. with Baker, um, <clears throat> uh, Kyler Murray, and then obviously with Jalen Hurts potentially. But at this point, yeah. I don't see anybody out, t- out, out playing him uh, at this level. So no, that game not. is going to be not this coming Saturday, but that will be on the 12th of October. So very exciting yep. for anybody who wants to see a good high-scoring um, football game. Um, I think that's the one you want to watch. So let's look real fast at one of the games that's coming up this week. Um, uh, I got Florida, Florida against Auburn, a big SEC match matchup. Um, oh, yeah. I don't see another game on the schedule bigger than that one. Maybe the Michigan-Iowa one, but let's talk about that Florida yeah. game real fast. Yeah, that one's going to be a good game because, you know, Auburn, Auburn's got that true freshman. Um, I think his name is Hicks, you know. That guy looks like he's pretty good. You know, Auburn's coming off, like, 
a surprising like undefeated season so far. Like uh, you know, they've been some teams. They you know they stomped on a Texas A and M. They've been putting up. They they got a hard schedule. Like if you look at the rest of their schedule, they still got LSU. They still got Alabama. You know, um, they got one more other school. It's like up there besides Florida. But I think I think Auburn's gonna win this game. I don't believe in Florida. I think Florida's just if you look at their schedule, you know they're undefeated as well. But if you look at their schedule, it doesn't compare to what Auburn's done so far. You know what I mean, like level competition wise. So yeah, I totally if I had to, yeah, yeah, I totally agree uh, with you on that, and definitely because of the Florida State game to open the year. Um, Florida right. State they haven't been what they were before. But that was oh, – or, yeah. or no, sorry, not Florida State. That was Miami. Miami, yes. Miami. Sorry, I mixed the schools up. Yep. Uh, Miami, uh, the Hurricanes, not what they were before. But very, no, very, very competitive first game that, you know, I saw some things that I was like, I thought Florida would be better than this. You know what I mean? Right. And but the quarterback yeah. is still hurt, I think. Exactly. Franks. So it, yeah, Franks. So it didn't go that well with yeah. them. Um, yeah. Another game we can touch on real fast because I do want to get to the minors because they suck. But anyway, um, let's talk about <laughs> real fast. Let's talk about Harbaugh and Michigan. They're coming off a loss. Oh. Um, they got a big game against Iowa, and I know I kind of feel yeah. like you're favoring Iowa in this one. Oh, absolutely, I am. I the last time Iowa and Michigan played, you know, Iowa upset at Michigan, and that was awesome. I mean, Michigan was at Iowa, but you know, Michigan came up with all this hype. This was like their year, supposed to be their year, and you know, Iowa upset them. They were undefeated at the time, so. Um, that game, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with Iowa. Like, they don't look that, you know, that strong this year. But neither has Michigan. Michigan just got rolled all over by Wisconsin. You know, and Wisconsin's not a bad team though. You know, they're definitely could be a college football, you know, uh, playoff contender this year. Like, I, I really, I really like their running back, uh, Taylor. I forgot his name. Uh, oh yeah, dude, he's going to the pros for sure. <laughs> yeah, that guy yeah, is good. He's good. Bro. He's got the size. You can tell. He's got the size and speed. Yeah, he has potential to be like a Saquon Barkley, honestly. But maybe, you know, he could probably be better. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, the Iowa and Michigan game, man, I, I really think Iowa's going to win it. I don't trust Michigan no more. Like, I keep hearing that, oh, well, this is going to be our year, second going to be our year, that John Harbaugh is going to make the quarterback better. But Sean Patterson looks like the same old guy. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like he's progressed anyway. He just looks like the offense is still the same. There's no something special about it, you know. So, yeah, I, that, that game. I think yeah. uh, with Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh, sorry, in the recruiting – he really lacks uh, these true playmakers that you see at these other schools, um, people that can really open up the offense. Um, but, yeah, this is, I think, year four for Harbaugh. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the pressure mounting from the Michigan fan base, um, especially yeah. if they lose this game, dude. That's huge. Especially. And no matter what, this game's going to be huge, but obviously the game for them is Ohio State on the schedule. Like, if they get rolled over by Ohio State this year, like, you know he 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 might not be there next year, man. Who knows? You know how that Michigan fan base is. They're they have high expectations. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anytime you're at one of those big major programs, um, if you're not producing, man, um, your job is there for the taking. You know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. That's definitely something they need to talk about. So let's just switch o- over to um, the city of El Paso's favorite football team, the UTEP Minus. <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, uh, we took another L. Uh, this time mm-hmm. it was at the hands of Southern Miss, so I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Brett, yeah. Brett Favre went there, so they they right. automatically <laughs> have a better football pedigree than UTEP does, automatically. Oh, so um, them losing um, away uh, as well, they're playing away. Um, you know, does they it, lost to Texas Tech yeah, as well. Yeah, they got completely yeah. blown out by Texas Tech. Um, yep. I think the the program is in shambles. They're not getting better. Our defense sucks. We don't have a quarterback. Lockley isn't the answer. We have nobody. Um, until that gets fixed, I don't see us turning around at all. Just give me a quick a quick few thoughts on the UTEP program in general. Um, I, I think you're right. You know what? Because I noticed that when these D1 programs out of Texas started coming up, like UTSA, Texas State, you know, schools like that, even North Texas, I feel like they're kind of stealing a lot of recruits from El Paso, that El Paso would kind of recruit guys, you know, that obviously couldn't play at Texas or Texas Tech or Baylor or, you know, Houston. You know, guys that, you know, a little smaller D1 program. But I feel like those schools, like, you know, especially UTSA and Texas State, they're kind of stealing their recruits a little bit. So UTEP doesn't have that much to work with right now. Um, when it comes to recruiting-wise, it's pretty hard to recruit guys to come to El Paso. 
because you know just looking at it, a lot of people are not you know attracted to it it's not that spot until you lived here before and so you're from here then you're gonna be like oh i love el paso you know but it's a uh, for utep you know i think that's the biggest thing is the recruiting i think i don't think their coaching is that bad but you know the athlete at, at some you know talent does matter at the end of the day you know what I mean? yeah and, like, what kind of and uh, for sure um of course UTEP is uh, at a disadvantage, I would say, geographically when it comes to recruiting. Um, yeah. Because if you think about it, um, the closest city to us, the biggest, closest, nearest big city to us in the state of Texas is about eight hours away. So, you yes, know, we exactly. don't have the recruiting footprint throughout the state. So we're better off going through California, Arizona, all these other states. Absolutely. But it doesn't yield the product that we need to compete. And, um, I am really um, worried about the program because I think a, a, couple, yeah, a couple more years of this, um, I don't know if the athletic director for the school would continue this. So exactly. I'm worried about that. But you know what? I'm always going to be there. Go Miners, go UTEP. But it is right. it, it does hurt to see them continually struggle like this. And then on a side note, I don't see the basketball program getting anybody better either. Right. So. Concerning on yeah. all fronts. Yeah. So it, uh-huh. but you know what, Jeremy, I want to thank you, dude. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast with me, talking some fucking college football with me. Uh, I know that's your subject. That's what you're passionate <laughs> about, bro. I really appreciate it. Oh man. Thank you guys for having me so much, man. I appreciate it. I can't wait to be back on again, man. Very soon. Hopefully next week we can talk, uh, talk about next week's game. Yeah, dude, for sure. After that UT uh, Sooners game, uh, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna need your opinion on that one, bro. Either way, uh, we will win. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, Jalen Hurts <laughs> back there, bro. He's uh, Hellinger's back there uh, for us, though. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not quite the same guy, bro. <laughs> well, no, the guy's a little bit better. You're right. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, I appreciate Bye, everything, man. dude. Um, take care, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Okay, guys, that does it for the first episode of Conversing with Chris, the podcast. Um, thank you for hanging in there. If you listen to the whole thing, shout out to you. I'm that that's great. I love that. Um, but thank you guys. If you guys ever want to participate, let me know. We can put something together. We can get creative with it. I had a really good time doing this. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Sam. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Jeremy. I know they had fun doing it too. So thank you guys. Um, I really do appreciate it. And we out.